You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here next to me, like always, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, great to be back. Um, you know, it, another another good good news to report this week again, so that, that's always fun. Yes, we're on a winning streak. Two games in a row, Bulldogs come out of top against Martin Luther King for the second straight year, second straight year at Gursky. Yeah. We'll take the victory. It was a big one, 37 to nothing. Bulldogs got a shutout for the first time since the 2019 season. And uh, we got to talk to both players and coaches following the victory, which we always like to do. We'd like to bring that to you here on the show. And we will talk to Tommy Hunsaker, Cam Jones, and Wilson defensive coordinator Ernie Wolber a little bit later in the program. We will air those for you. Um, but yeah, Justin, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good weekend for us. This is, these are yeah. ones that we like. Yeah. Rooting interest wise, it was, it was, it was a good weekend. So, uh, that's always fun. And I mentioned you and I both had that and another friend of ours, Adam, he also had it like, doesn't happen very often, um, where, right. you know, the high school team more times than not holds up their end of the bargain college team hit or miss. <laughs> and for all three of our pro rooting interests to all uh, three pull through, different teams, right? Yeah. To pull through on the, on the same day is just not likely. That's um, a big one. Yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll take that. And it was a good, good rooting weekend. Yeah. A three for three is, is excellent, especially because that three for three are all actual real physical teams. Yeah. They're so, actual things. Some weekends though, we can do four for four. Yeah. But, our fantasy football teams are not doing well. I'm not great. I'm doing okay. Well, I'm doing okay. But see, you're playing Adam, so right. only one of you can right. win that. So we can't. Um, yeah. And, so, and as we speak, watch Tom Brady go off, and that'll uh, <laughs> well put an out. But then he would hit four. For, one of us will hit four. Someone for will four. be four right. for four. Congratulations, right. whoever that may be. But we're not here to talk about professional football or fantasy football, but we're here to talk about Pennsylvania high school football. And, you know, we, we did this, I believe, last week, and I think it might be interesting to do again that it seems as though District 3-6A oh, might be goodness. wide, wide open this year. The presumptive favorite had been Harrisburg. You know, they beat us in the District 3-6A Final last year it was a close game, a tough game, and they had basically every major contributor back. They lost a few pieces, but a lot of those guys on that team were underclassmen. A lot of the big playmakers, underclassmen, such as the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and some defensive components, and they came into the year looking really good. Um, the first couple of weeks, and they hosted Manheim Township on Saturday. And Manheim Township shocked Harrisburg in Harrisburg on a yeah. last-second touchdown. Yeah, four seconds left. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's crazy. Things are are yeah. wide open. We've seen um, right, which now you look at the mid pen. Mid pen could still be wide open because Cumberland Valley beat Manheim Township in week one. In week one, right? You know, so Cumberland Valley, who had hit a rough patch the last few years. Is going, and we mentioned this last week. It's not the Cumberland Valley you remember. You know they're going to spread it out um, and and attack you like that. Uh, but it's just it. I don't know. Yes, there is chaos. Um, you know, you look at um, Hemfield got knocked off by Central York. Right. Um, that was a close game. Yeah, Th- that was a competitive game. There was a pick six that I think. Um, Threw it into Central York's favor. Yeah, we also saw York High get their first win, although right. those which is a little <laughs> misleading. Which those first two games that they had lost were against quality opponents and close games. They beat Carlisle right in a huge shootout game. I think it was fifty four forty seven or something right. like that. And Carlisle last week 
took it to Governor Mifflin. Now I know right. I know Mifflin is is five A, not six A. Right. But obviously we have interest in what's going on with Mifflin as we still are yet to play them. We play them on Saturday, October first. So that's coming up in a few weeks. So we're not going to look too far ahead. But yeah, District Three Six A. And I haven't started to do the power rankings. I don't even know if they put them out at this point. Again, it's way too early for them to matter. But all of the big players in there have had close, tough games, and most of them have suffered losses. Right. Uh, Central Dolphin hasn't won a game yet, which is crazy. But right, they but put up a fight against right. Coatesville. Probably played their best game. Yeah. Against. One of the better six of the, eight teams right. in the eastern part of the state, right? A Coastville and only lost what, by a by touchdown. Six? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a yeah. touchdown. So, yeah, crazy things. Uh, this makes it fun. It makes it interesting. I oh mean, yeah. If if it's not going to be Wilson in a blowout, you know, nose to nose, you know, from from the start to the right. end, I want it to be interesting. Right. I want everyone to be grouped together. Right. And and because honestly, I thought this was Harrisburg's to lose, and apparently we were wrong. Now maybe this is just one hiccup for them. I don't know. We'll see. But Township, I mean, kudos to them for going to Harrisburg and knocking them up because Harrisburg is an incredibly talented team. Yeah. And uh, we'll certainly be hearing more about Harrisburg and obviously Manheim Township as that is Wilson's Week 10 opponent. And we do have to go to Nestville this year. Right. So a lot of uh, interesting things coming up in the future for the Bulldogs. But let's talk about the recent past, Friday night, September 9th. In West Lawn at Gursky Stadium, the Bulldogs played the Martin Luther King Cougars second straight year, as we already mentioned. Took it to them last year, fifty to eight, and were able to do so again this year, thirty-seven to nothing victory for Wilson. And uh, doesn't look like there's a game recap available on Huddle, so I will try my best and pull up uh, the highlights here. Um, but Justin, overall, what were your, before we dive into stats and player of the game and things like right. that, what were your takeaways from the I, game against MLK? A couple things. I think everything that we looked for, um, pretty much is how it played out. Um, we anticipated MLK being better than they were last year. And I know some people who may not be as in tune may not really feel that way, but I kind of feel like they definitely were improved on last year. Um, the last year's team was very much in disarray, um, you know, and they were still figuring it out. Right. This was a team where it just wasn't quite as, um, you know, they weren't quite as uh, good as we as our team was. Um, the guys were prepared and they were ready to go, and uh, so things were able to go our way and and fairly smoothly. Um, but I definitely feel like MLK had improved from last year. I was also improved on the other aspect of it was that I was improved because I feel like we've gotten better from week two to week three. I feel like we we executed better. Now, again, it's a little different. MLK is not quite on the same level as CD, and CD is obviously not on the same level as Roman Catholic, who, again, not in District 3, but won their game this week against right. West Catholic, 31 nothing. Yep. So that's, that's good. Like, we are, as Wilson fans, you – it is good for us. You every want, game, every game that win. Roman Catholic wins is is good for us, um, to an extent. <laughs> you know, hopefully we we there's a loss in there towards the end, maybe to us. But um, you know, we want them to win a lot of their games. But anyway, you know, we we clearly improved from week one to week two. I feel like we improved from week two to week three. That's what you need to see. You know right. that that's. Um, that's what we need to continue to see um, because, again, we, we know there are going to be uh, some tougher games, as we were already talking about in this episode. There's going to be some tougher games down the road. Um, so, so there was still plenty to work on, you know, watching the game on Friday night. I don't think anybody there is like, oh, this is a good finished product for Wilson. But at the same time, I think if you were there in week one and – Maybe even if you went up the Central Dolphin last week, but if you didn't, and then you saw this one, you see uh, a marked improvement from week one to week three. And again, I think the coaching staff likes that, but there's still plenty of work to do. Yeah, and I think one of the the things, as mentioned in the game recaps, a quote from Coach Doms was, he felt the team was much more physical this week, that they wanted to be aggressive, that they wanted to hit, they wanted to tackle. And that's a that's a big thing. That's a big thing 
to to get to that point to be able to want to and be able to fly around make some noise and get into people get after it and that's what we were able to see uh, at least that's what coach Dom's mentioned as being able to see from the bulldog team this week so yeah being the aggressor um helps a lot right like that's one of the things that um you know we talk about a lot in in uh in football and in sports in general, like make the aggressive mistakes, you know, don't, don't sit back and, and be passive. Um, and so when, when we're able to be aggressive in, in terms of physicality, that also helps set the tone for what this team wants to do. Right. So I, I'm trying to scrub through some of the highlights here. Um, unfortunately that, that auto generated video is not available on, on the huddle yet. So I was trying to see if we could pull up, uh, touchdown runs, but it's uh, taking a lot longer than I thought it would. So um, I'm going to pull up the uh, the highlights and let them play while we talk about some of the statistics here um, that the Bulldogs were able to rack up on Friday night. So um, first up, probably the biggest thing, uh, it was very one-sided uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Wilson yes. gained 15 first downs to MLK's three. Bulldogs rushed for 193 yards, and the Wilson defense held MLK to minus 18 rushing yards, which wow. you, you'll hear us talk about with defensive coordinator Ernie Wolber here in a little bit. MLK was able to get 35 yards through the air, so they had a total of 42 offensive plays for 17 positive yards. That's pretty good. I know uh, Coach Wolber was hoping that they he, they could get him to zero, no, right, no right. net yards, uh, but 17 is pretty good too. Wilson ran 46 plays for an even 300 yards, uh, which is great. Uh, once again, though, um, for better or worse or intended or not, the return game was not a factor for Cam Jones. Right. Uh, I don't know if that was part of the game plan. It should have been and may very well have been. But when Martin Luther King had to punt, they were very much directional in a way, generally short. And we know one ended up being bobbled and resulted in a Wilson safety. Right. And another one at least got partially blocked. Um, so yeah, the punt return and they only kicked off once. So, right. <laughs> um, well, I guess twice because of the safety. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, um, so it wasn't again, not, not another huge night there, but it's kind of like what we expected. It, the chances there, but his return chances were limited in in a good way for Wilson. You know, right. like again, it was one of those where it definitely still influenced the game. So, all right. So, a couple other uh, interesting statistical notes here: the Bulldogs' defense held Martin Luther King to zero conversions on eleven third down tries. They also f- forced three turnover on downs. Wilson, meanwhile, on offense, four of six on third down and five of six in the red zone. So efficient. Uh, got it done. Uh, it wasn't all perfect. You know, we talked about during the game, even that the third quarter, when you were hoping that they could put them away, they just couldn't get it done. They just, they, they were a little sloppy and they made some mistakes. Uh, in the end, it didn't matter because the game it was already 30 to nothing at the time. It finished 37 to nothing. But that was the one thing that was pointed out that um, focus or concentration and effort has to be going until you know, the coaches blow the whistle and tell them we're going to move on and do something else. We're going to do different. We're going to put the backups and we're going to put the second team, the JVs in. And unfortunately we had some people in there in the third quarter that maybe shouldn't have been in there as long because they couldn't, they couldn't get any more points on the board. They couldn't execute. And still early in the season, you want to see things become a little bit more crisp. Right. And, and that we, was, we didn't get that in the third right, quarter. Right. That would, I, I would say the third quarter was kind of like a, a little bit of a letdown just from the expectation of what, what they intended to do. They intended to leave the starters in there, go down, score, get that clock running, and then they were going to start working guys in, and that didn't happen until the fourth quarter. However, to kind of build off of that, I I do feel like I was really pleased with the intensity and the level that the other, that the younger guys or in the, the next level of guys brought once they were in, in the fourth quarter, I thought that there wasn't a, a, a big drop off. And again, I, I understand there are lots of factors that go into that, but sometimes, you know, over the last few years when we've seen that 
it kind of just gets away from us, you know, and the game's usually in hand by that point, but like you go in and it's just like, oh my gosh, we're just looking to get, but now the guys were in there. They were, the offense was still moving the ball. Um, the defense was still getting stops. Like it, it was, it was good to see um, right. that those guys went in and they were able to kind of do what we wanted to do in the fourth quarter. And I know it's a very different scenario than the fourth quarter in week one, but I know that was a point of focus in, in week one, how we did not finish the game, even though it had gotten out of hand, it, we just didn't do lots of things that we needed to do there. Right. Whether the game was decided or not, you, you need to kind of play it out better than we did. And to see a game that was decided now, again, in our favor this time, but a game that was decided, but still to go out and play to the standard to use a Franklin line, right? We're playing yeah. to the standard. It, it doesn't really, it, it was a good thing to see in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So um, you got to see, at least from the one angle, the uh, the second touchdown of the night, which was a nice pass from Tommy Hunsaker to Austin Velikiewicz, uh to put Wilson up. Uh, I guess it was, was it 13 nothing at the time? Because one of the right. extra points, I believe, was, was, was missed. Was that, did that happen? Am I making that up? No, I don't think we missed one. Did this one? Okay, we got the safety, which threw the off safety. The weird okay, numbers. that's right. That's the yeah. safety. The weird safety was the weird point. Not not a missed extra right. point. My apologies. So yeah, but overall, you know, got the win, got the job done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when when you have the coaches pointing out positives and not just starting with the negatives and we need to be better, obviously they're happy. Perfect. No. Better. Yes. Right. And that and that's what we need. You know, it's week three. You, we don't need to peak in week three. Um, actually, it's better if we don't peak in week right, three. Yeah, no, we want to be peaking at the end of the year. Right. However, it's important that you're not getting worse either. And right. so um, to be building in the right direction, and that's what it's going to continue to take as we enter league play then. I know we're not quite there yet, but as we get to league play, right. I mean, meaning well, I in mean, the show. Right. I was going to say, we are, we, are, are, we, are, we are there. Yeah. So before we finish up uh, the MLK game, I do want to do our, our weekly uh, announcements and housekeeping. I uh, want to uh, thank uh, my dad, Bill Mays, and Mays Sandwich Shop for being our presenting sponsor here at the Bulldog Hour. Very much appreciate that, as well as all of these other Season 8 sponsors, and really have gotten a huge turnout, a, a lot of support, um, a lot of them anonymous, and that's that's fine. We really much appreciate it. Um, but there are a few other people we would like to thank, including Mike Drago from MikeDragoSports.com, The Hop Family, Andy Her and like I said, our six anonymous donors and uh, all that all that support really appreciated. And there's no, you don't have to just do um, the, the the in kind donations, the sponsors for advertising. Obviously, that very much helps us here at the Bulldog Hour. Uh, but there are other ways you can do so. Um, visiting the website bulldoghour.com is a big one. There's a lot of information on there. You can see a whole bunch of history, statistics, past, present. Um, the 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 heritage and history archive is is growing all the time. I'm I'm always working on that whenever I can find a spare minute or two. So, uh, I love I love when we go somewhere and it, home games or away games, and someone comes over and starts talking to you about things that they saw on the website and how they've been looking at whatever year, and they start talking about that. Like that's. That's well, really cool. It's also helped me so much that on the fly now, when someone's like, when did this happen? Or you remember when this oh happened? And a lot of times I can now go yeah. to the website and I can literally just pull up the article from the right. game. And not right. only are the articles on there from the Reading Eagle, if I could find them, they're now on there from the Lancaster, Lebanon, and other surrounding newspapers that featured a game recap of the Wilson game. I do not have all 75 plus seasons done yet. Why not? But no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I, I'm hoping in the next few weeks to have all the way from like 1987. Um, I want to say to current, but the, there's a gap in the 2000s that I haven't filled in yet. But all of 89 through 2003 is completely done and actually has been done over again to add clips from the Lancaster newspapers okay. to go with the Red and Eagle stuff. So there's a whole bunch of things on BulldogHour.com. If you're not on there, you definitely should be. And recently, we've been getting subscribers on the YouTube channel, which is great because this show is broadcast on the YouTube channel. You can you know hit the like button for the videos. Yeah. That helps us a lot. Subscribe. Absolutely huge. Get hit, the notifications. Hit, the, hit that bell. Yeah, hit, <laughs> hit the bell. Yeah, smash that like button and, and hit the bell. Uh, 
on YouTube. That's great. There are past game films on there that you should definitely be checking out. And uh, I just got a, a nice message about the uh, My Wilson Football Story, that the awesome. sit down with Chad Henney from over three years ago now, believe it or not. He started his 15th season <laughs> today. His, yeah, w- working uh, working as the backup to Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs again, and they look great today. Just so think about that. I, I mean, I know 15's right on that edge, but like... His his NFL career is almost older than some of the players on the on the high school team. Yeah, you're yeah you're absolutely right. That's oh man, that's hard to imagine. So yeah, best of luck to Chad Henney and the Kansas City Chiefs on uh, his NFL season. You can read about Chad Henney and the Kansas City Chiefs on the Bulldog Hour. You can check his senior season out, which was the fall of 2003. Uh, but speaking of teams from that era, yeah. On Friday night we had uh, the annual Wilson Football Tradition Club reunion uh, go down. And this year was the 20th anniversary of the 2002 football team, which happened to be my senior season. So I was very excited about that when that came up a few years ago. Because believe it or not, we have these planned out because we're, we're doing them for anniversaries. So we have to figure out you know, what which ones are marking key anniversaries, which teams haven't we done or teams around it. Because we don't want to do a team and then a year later do – two classes from the same team like right. you want to you want to space it out we want to hit all eras and all, all decades uh so 2002 was up and we got to uh hang out and i know a lot of the a lot of the guys and uh people were able to come out and hang out and get recognized and that was a lot of fun and appreciate willie copeland being there to take yep. pictures since yep. i was busy joining the group being recognized i didn't get to do that and willie obviously filled in and uh, took some great pictures as he always does um, and that is definitely another way that you can help support um, not only me here on the show by by purchasing photos. Do so with uh, Willie Copeland and Fred Maurer. They both take yeah, phenomenal pictures. Who, yeah, and they put in so much time. And they, if you're at a Wilson event, you'll see them. You yeah. know, like they, they do so much and they produce great photos. And uh, it's awesome because they capture a lot of those memories that uh, – that kids and parents and families and everybody are going to have. Um, so, yeah, it, it's fun getting to see those guys at all the games, you know, yeah, getting to know them, at least through that lens, no pun intended. At, at, uh, <laughs> well during, done. During well done by thing. you yeah. there. Yeah, so. I've been waiting for weeks. These <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't, uh, I didn't post more than just one picture. But uh, this was uh, this is the only one. Of course, I didn't make a slide for this. I don't know what I was thinking. Not making a slide for this. Oh, man. Um, so, but yeah. So they got to. Uh, I walked out there with uh, players, coaches, and, and a few returning athletic trainers. We, I think there was about 12, 12 to fifteen of us. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, which was great. It was good so showing. it was fun seeing all those guys. I should. A lot of them. I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember them. I remember them. There were a couple where I was like, I couldn't have picked that guy out of a crowd you know like but <laughs> most of them I, I i could have no it was it was it was a lot of fun and I appreciate everyone uh everyone coming out and being recognized and and hopefully uh telling a lot of tales and having a lot of fun and reminiscing and appreciate everyone at the tradition club uh president barry aiello uh hallie vaughn trevor vaughn my dad bill mays uh and a few other uh members of the club that were there to help set up and keep things rolling and uh yeah, it was a lot of fun and always great to be part of a win. So Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what we got. So I, I think it's time, though, to give out our player of the game. And, you know, we talked last week about how we could give this award every week to Cam Jones. But last week we decided, you know, we went a little in a different direction. There was, you know, a handful of guys we talked about. We ended up going with Tommy Hunsaker. And this week... We're not going with Tommy. We don't like to do back-to-back. So Tommy had a, he, a great he had a, game. He had a really good game. Um, and that's yeah. another area when I say getting better each week. I, I feel like you can see Tommy getting better each week, which is awesome. Yeah, he had eight rushes for 68, 68 yards. Um, he also was 11 of 18 for 107 yards. And he had the, the touchdown to Austin that we talked about. Uh, another strong night um, for, was from Eddie Case. He had five catches for 80 yards and also yeah. was contributing on defense as well. But, you know... In the end, 
when you score four touchdowns, I feel like you kind of the guy. It's hard to go a different direction. Yeah, and and I believe he did talk to one of the the writers that was there, uh, saying that he felt like he stole two touchdowns of those four from other people that were more deserving, that had done the dirty work. You know, were the ones with all the grit to get to that, and Cam just was the one who got the handoff. Then at the right, end, right. Uh, one of them I believe was for Amir. I think uh, Eddie got. And Eddie got, that's right, really on the close, long, right, yeah. where he stretched out. And Eddie stretching out covers a good amount of distance, uh, <laughs> Just but a, it wasn't another quite Another yard there. short. Right. So, uh, and Cam's number was called then to capitalize there. So he ended up with four rushing touchdowns, um, and, and he just had another phenomenal, phenomenal game. Um, once again, playing a lot of snaps out of the backfield as uh, Cleveland Harding not yet ready to go, uh, still n- nursing that injury from from week one. But Cam had nine rushes for 47 yards and the four touchdowns. Uh, he also had one catch for 16 yards and always uh, always up to the task defensively as well. Um, he had two tackles to contribute as well. Um, the, the other guy that was up, you know, we talked about Eddie and Tommy. Um, Nick Krakona, great game Friday night for the Bulldogs defense. Um, four and a half tackles, two for loss. Um, and Isaiah Cassius mentioned in the write-ups as well, um, really coming into his own and be, being a force along that defensive line. He ended up with two tackles for a loss, including a sack. So um, a, well, lot, a lot of guys stepping up Friday night. And I know you mentioned um, Coach Dom's talking about some of the big hits. I know uh, Christian yeah. Diaz had a big hit or two on special teams and Cam Zollinger had a big hit on uh, special teams. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's fun seeing those guys fly down the field and make, make the hits there, but just also within the defense, they, they were flying around. So yeah. it's good to see. We're, we're going to hear from Cam uh, here or the third interview that we're going to run and we're going to play those in just a minute here, but we wanted to do, an interview with Tommy and Cam together. I don't like singling up the guys, especially right. post game when, you know, there's 70 guys walking around. Right, right. We would love, we'd love to grab a few that, you know, the first week or the first win, I should say, after Central Dolphin a week ago that unfortunately couldn't be broadcast here live on the show because of encoder issues. We had four, four guys, and right. I did upload that interview. You can find that on YouTube. Another reason you should be liking, subscribing, and, and hitting the, the notification button. And then, and then share. And then, and then share, right, exactly. Um, we, we couldn't find Cam. He had disappeared down to the end, and we find out, you know, later that he was uh, he was with his he was with his fans. This is people, you know. I think someone said that he had to give his gloves to a, a student or a, a little little fan. He wanted to, to give it out to the kids and uh, making the rounds. Uh, the, the fans and family come first, but we did track him down later. Uh, thanks to my dad for directing him yeah, our way, yeah. um, but. He's just he's just the guy that gets it, and uh, of course, always has a lot of fans here with us, including your son. Oh my gosh, my <laughs> my son! It was last year, and then uh, son did the Van Reed basketball stuff, so he's a little starstruck. Then uh, when they would rotate through, and whenever the varsity guys would help, and Cam was there, Austin would lose his mind. Um, and then uh, you know he he gets all excited. He he was excited because he would get to come. I I was his ride home like Austin's right home on Friday. <laughs> He's usually there with my parents. Um, so, you know, after they won, I said he could come out with me and he got to see Cam and he was losing his mind over that. And Cam's so good about it, which is awesome. And, um, you know, and seeing lots of the guys, my son's always asking me, how's Cleveland doing? Because Cleveland in the, in the spring, the football guys went out and did like the buddy stuff and they would go to the elementary schools and read to some of the kids. Yep. And Cleveland was going, uh, to my son's school, and so he's always asking how Cleveland's doing, and like just things like that, which is awesome to see. It, it's cool to see with Cam because we've known Cam a long time. We also known Cleveland a long time. Yeah. Um, seeing seeing some of these kids uh, grow up and um, how much the younger kids really look up to them, and it's cool to see them kind of embrace that, which is fun for sure. So we're gonna hear from Cam again. Like I said, he's gonna be our third interview of three. He will be the last one. Uh, up first, we grabbed uh, quarterback Tommy Hunsinger. We're going to listen to him. It's about three minutes long, and then we'll move on to Coach Wolber, followed by Cam Jones. So uh, here's hoping that this works this week. All right, we are here post-game with Wilson Jr. quarterback Tommy Hunsinger. Tommy, second straight win, your third start of the year. How are you feeling now after the defeat of Martin Luther King, 37 nothing? Uh 
feel we're, we're bouncing back well, pretty well. Um, first game was rough, obviously, um, but we knew we were better than that. Worked hard in practice last last couple weeks, and uh, you know it showed last couple games big wins. Tommy, you had a passing touchdown, went over 100 yards, also rushed for 68 yards. Your backfield mate, Cam Jones, who snuck away from us here, don't know where he got to. You handed the ball off to him nine times, and he scored four touchdowns yeah. tonight. So what's it like having Cam as a weapon on offense, and especially the last two weeks seeing him more in the backfield with you? Yeah, so uh, it gives me a little relief. Uh, I mean, you know he's going to make a play at some point in the game. Uh, and the other team's always got to look for where Cam is. So, I mean, that helps out the rest of the team, too. Um, makes it a lot easier, honestly. So, yeah. We've been listening to a lot of interviews you've done, reading interviews you've done with, uh, you know, the likes of Paul Roberts and Mike Drago. And you told them uh, how long you've been waiting to have this job, starting quarterback at Wilson. Let the people in the Bulldog Hour know, what does this feel like? Uh, it feels amazing. A lot of years of... I mean, coming to the games, every game, home and away usually. Um, knowing most of the players, I have all the banners in my room. And, uh, you know, like all these kids that I'm playing with now, played with them when I was younger. We always talked about what it would be like. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing that I'm here right now. And I never thought I'd be here, but. No, here we are. Well, and the best thing is this year's not even close to half over, and you got a whole year after that to come. So we've got a lot of Tommy Hunsaker-led Wilson football, including next week in Reading. It'll be the first Bulldogs-Red Knights meeting in a decade. And Reading's having a nice little start to the season. As of this recording, they were about to win their second game. We'll see if they're able to hold on. But they'll be 2-1. and one. You guys will be 2-1. and one. Uh, What do you expect from a Wilson-Reading rivalry that you haven't really been very familiar with? Yeah. It hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. It's going to be obviously a hard-fought game. They have some playmakers. Uh, I know, I mean, some of them from other sports, basketball, whatever. Um, but, I mean, I, I we played Reading youth football a couple times. I mean, yeah, they're just, they have some electric players. And, uh, I mean, they're going to fight the whole game, up-and-coming program, so I'm excited. Yeah, they're going to be ready for this one, just like I know you and your teammates will be next time we get you on here we'll make sure we grab another person so that we can lobby questions at multiple people as i see cam making his way this way now but uh thank you tommy for joining us we appreciate you taking the time congratulations on another victory and a uh, flawlessly executed game good luck at practice this week and we'll see you in reading next friday yep, thank you all right so thanks to tommy hunziger wilson starting quarterback for taking the time to talk to Justin and me after the win against MLK. And I had thrown this up there earlier, but I didn't mention it. But So I'll make sure I'll mention it for the, those listening on the audio version. Our next live show is next Sunday, September 18th at 8.30, same time, same place as always. And also, Justin, we didn't throw up the schedule, which we can definitively I, well, say. So here we go. In the intro, when you threw it to me, I was going to mention, oh my gosh, we're in the third column, but I didn't want to steal the thunder of the actual reveal of the schedule. We're not in the third column. We're in the second okay. column. Yeah, see, I got you're, all flustered. Yeah, you are, you, I got all, all flustered because mess, we, we didn't do this early yeah. on. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah, but the, pro problem. the problem is, before we know it, we're going to be in that third column. <laughs> Let's not wish the season by. Okay? No, Let's never, revel in Let's revel in this. So. It's almost Christmas tree time. <laughs> <laughs> every week. That's going to be a week. weekly thing. Yes. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Christmas rules. All right. So, yeah, at Reading, we're going to preview them shortly. But before we do that, let's finish the MLK talk. Let's get back to our interviews. And up next was Wilson defensive coordinator Ernie Wolber. All right, we're here with Coach Ernie Wolber, defensive coordinator. Coach, shutout. When was the last one? I was trying to figure it out, and I wasn't sure if you'd know. Well, I buy pizza for shutouts. I, right, I thought you might know. My last shutout was actually during COVID year. Was it? Okay. No, the year before COVID. I was going to say, I think it was, might have been in 2019, but I, yes, I tried was. to 19, check. You're correct. It's 19. I, I tried to check. I couldn't find it, but I thought you might know. So, well, congratulations on the shutout. Yeah, I know, it's did well. I know the really kids happy. really enjoy that for, exactly. the, for the pizza motivation, yeah, obviously. They get cookies and pizza this week, so really good. <laughs> Food motivates kids. We know this. So, um, congratulations on that. What did you think of the defensive performance? What, what your players did? What did they do nicely tonight? We understood kind of what, we're, what our plan was. Um, we understood what they have. They have nice players. They just couldn't put it together. We know the athletes. So, the fact was just try to slow the run game down and force them to pass the game. We felt like we'd advantage the passing game. 
because we don't think they were strong in that game. So we wanted to stop the run. So we played with the three-man front to put more speed on the field because they're so fast, which we would have done against Roma, but we didn't have the athletes. At that point, we're injured. Everybody's in. But anyway, um, we could not play the, play the bare front. Um, our three-four look, and the kids were flying. The ball made a couple mistakes early, made some tweaks in the second quarter, and things worked out pretty well. Yeah, I would say so. They had negative 18 net rushing yards. That's so pretty that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, when you send them backwards, net, um, that, that, that's, a well, that's well done. So um, now that we're three weeks in, you've had three examples. How do you feel about your defense as a whole three weeks into the season? We're coming together. We're getting healthier. Um, we're starting to understand the schemes. Uh, we're trying to stop tuple, we're trying to tuple two more to get people rolled through. If you notice tonight, we're running linemen mm -hmm. in and out trying to keep people fresh. Um, I'm happy where we are, but we still got a ways to go where we want to be. Um, we added some things this week in practice, but we want to go beyond that and become a more multiple defense. And that's our goal. That's why the first two weeks we played a 4-3 tonight, but a 3-4. Trying to become more multiple, and that's going to make us better in the moment. Yeah, you're a pro here because you already hit on two things I was going to ask. Oh, How do you feel about depth, and are you still adding stuff to your scheme? So we'll check those off. Okay. You already got it. Yeah. Uh, Reading next week. Yes. Haven't played him in a, in a decade. Does, does that pose a problem because you can't use any past film at all because there's nothing recent? Do you like coming in fresh? How does it make you feel playing a team that either you've never played before or you haven't played in a long time? Um, I'm uncomfortable. I like to know what schemes are, like what they like, like what they want to do, and it's tough to find that out in three weeks. Um, so I like to know more about them. I'll watch games from last year, film. I'll watch as much film as possible. I'm a film geek. So I'll spend hours in every film I can possibly get on people. We're going to get three this year um, from running games. So hopefully I can figure something out. I mean, I think they're pretty spread. They have very, very a good athletic quarterback. They have athletic receivers. I don't think they have a front. That's going to be trying to figure out what they have up front. We can figure out what's going to be our best advantage to play defense. So, no, your question, I don't like it. You don't like it. Yeah, that's kind of what I assume. Yes. But so Wilson Redding hasn't happened in 10 years. It's been a long time since the Red Knights were able to best Wilson, even longer since they were able to do it on their home turf mm -hmm. at, at Albright. By the way, where are we playing? It's Albright as long as, okay. as far as I know. I feel like okay. that was a, a mistaken identity. I know we were con talking about maybe it changing, but no, I believe it's Albright. Okay. So uh, that makes sense. That's where it's been. I'm happy there. Yes, okay. exactly. I know, I know, you know where we're going at least. Sure. You, you know. It, yes. That comfort is, uh, is key. Yes. So... The Red Knights are on a little bit of a winning streak. or I should say, coming into this interview, they were still winning in the fourth quarter against Red Lion, which okay. would have them on a two-game winning streak to match you guys. And I know their confidence is going to be sky high because they've been doubted all season. No Absolutely. one thought they'd win last week in Muhlenberg. People doubted them. This week against Red Lion, everyone doubted them. Mm -hmm. And they're about to pull that upset, so it would seem. What does it mean to have Redding have momentum you sometimes we'd come into this matchup and they would be oh and two oh and three yeah. whatever already feeling deflated it would still be a big game to them but going in it's tough to get wilson players motivated any high school players yes. motivated when you have a team that's struggling reading on paper not struggling what, what is how does that different game plan or motivation for your players i think our kids are more excited to play um you know next week they have an opportunity a lot of our kids play basketball and have been beaten up by them the last few years. So that possibility is a motivation, too. Um, our kids can't wait to play them. We've seen them in 707 a few times. Mm -hmm. Not this year, but in previous years. Um, and we've had good runs, good runs with 707. They have a nice 707 group last year. Well, two years ago, winning against them. Um, but no, our kids are excited. I'm excited. It's good for Burks County football. Mm -hmm. um, I think the LL merger, I was all for it all the time. So I'm glad it finally happened. But our kids are going to be excited to play Reading. They're going to be excited to play us. And I don't think it's going to reach the 2000 plateau of that game. But I think it's been a pretty entertaining game both ways. Yeah, we're all familiar with that game, uh, yes. watching on the stands, coaching on the sidelines, yes. being there with your son. On, well, not the 2000 yes. season, but that that time period yes. when, when Ryan and I played, exactly. that's when Wilson Redding was at its peak. It was awesome. It was at its peak. It was, you looked at that game all year. It was your, your pick-em game. So now we're going into it, never not playing them recently. We don't know a lot about them. I mean, they know, trust me, they know everyone our kids and everyone <laughs> our kids know their kids. But as coaches, we don't pay attention to that. So we have a lot to learn this week. I'm going to home and actually work on a film tonight pretty late. I have a wedding tomorrow, so I'm going to work pretty, pretty late tonight. Well, make sure you grab a chocho or three and consume consume that film. There you go. And then hopefully we can maybe check in with you next week after another Bulldog you know victory. What? I'd, I'd like that a lot. All right. Thanks, Coach. No problem. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. So to answer the question, because both Ernie Wolver and myself are wrong, <laughs> um, Thinking it was uh, 2020 or 2019 that the last it was the class Wilson of 2019. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was the graduating class of 2019. No, crazy enough. I, as good as those teams were, uh, the the last few years, no shutouts yeah. for the 2021, 2020, or 2019 teams. We actually have to go back to 2018, and there were three of them 
that yeah. year. And coincidentally enough, Red Lion was the most recent, 36 to nothing in the district playoffs. And that's who Wilson's next opponent, Redding, just beat yeah. to move to two and one. Wilson also shut out McCaskey. In 2018, the week before, so back-to-back shutouts for Coach Ernie Wolber and his defense. And earlier that season at Penn Manor, Wilson won 44 to nothing. So, yeah, 2018 was the last time Wilson had any shutouts. So it had been a few years for the Bulldogs' defense, and they got it done Friday night against Martin Luther King. But um, last interview here, we are going to talk with the man himself, the Bulldog Hour player of the game from game one and game three of 2022, Mr. Cam Jones. And then we'll be back to preview the game against Reading. All right. All right. We are here post game with Wilson Jr. quarterback, athlete, Tommy Hunter. Tommy Jones here. Second straight win. Third start of the year. How are you feeling now? Right. What does it mean to put the offense on your shoulders like that and your teammates know what's coming? Did you feel pressure from that, that they just think of it, electricity is just going to happen? I mean, it's a lot of reps and practice, so the pressure's not really there. I mean, I can't do anything without the line that we have. They're, they're tremendous, and they move people off the ball. It makes it easy to run. Four touchdowns. Do you know off the top of your head? Because I don't. Brother ever get four in a game for Wilson? <laughs> I... I do not think so. Oh, uh-oh. Bragging rights. <laughs> uh, well, I'll have to check and double-check on that. I just thought about that. Um, yeah, so four touchdowns tonight, all on the ground. Cam, since uh, we last talked to you in the preseason, you also were able to make a commitment to uh, your academic athletic career. You're going to be going to Holy Cross, and we just wanted to ask you, um, what made you choose Holy Cross? Why are you excited to go play for them? Uh, when I took my visit, it was kind of just the place to be. I mean, the coaching staff, everyone was loving. I mean, they recruited me to play corner. I was the first corner offered. I mean, and then the athletics, I mean, the academic part is always there within the Patriot League. Can't go wrong with that. And then from the football standpoint, they're on the same defense that we run here. So it's going to be easy to pick up and kind of get on the field as a freshman. I didn't realize that you were the first the first offer. That's awesome. Well, congratulations yeah. on the you. commitment. I uh, made an excellent choice. Uh, Holy Cross has been doing really well in the Patriot League yeah. of late. So I'm sure they're excited to get you on the field. So we don't want to keep you too long. But next week, you, you get Redding. First time Wilson Redding's happened in a decade. I know you're familiar with some of those players for a lot of basketball-related yeah. uh, thing. What's it like to play uh, Red, what, Red Knights Bulldogs? What does it mean? Uh, I don't really know what it means from the football standpoint. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to basketball, it's a little different. Uh, it'll be – well, Dom's talking about a rivalry, so it'll be good to kind of bring that back and kind of see where they're at. I mean, Coach Troy's over there doing a, a great job with the guys that he has with his first year, so – Excited to see what he puts out on the field. Yeah, Coach Troy already has the Red Knights heading in a good direction, appearing to be headed towards 2-1 and one and a two-game winning streak, just like you and the Bulldogs are. Uh, cannot wait for that rivalry renewed on the gridiron exactly. after uh, many, many years of a... I think you uh, said 1907? When it started? Yeah. yeah we, like we, we last played them in 2013, okay. so it's been almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the first meeting with between Reading was probably back in the seventies. Um, but yeah, basketball rivalry, huge over the last few years, looking forward to see it happen on the football field now. So Cam, congratulations on the win. Congratulations on the touchdowns, the commitment and good luck to the Bulldogs the rest of the year. And hopefully we'll get to talk to you next week after Reading. Thank you. Go dogs. You know, one of these weeks, the interviews will work properly. And it won't be bad. So apologies for that as they were layered on top of each other and you missed the uh, the first question asked to to Cam Jones. But appreciate Tommy, Coach Wolber, and Cam taking their time after the game to talk to us. But as we concluded with those interviews, talking about Redding, Wilson's next opponent, you've, you've heard it mentioned a lot. Bulldogs, Red Knights haven't played since 2013. That was a huge win for the Bulldogs. It was... 46 to 6. And the last times the teams played uh, in Reading would have been in 2012. Wilson also won that game. Reading has not won a game in the series since October 24th, 2003, in a game that we don't ever mention yeah. ha- occurred. Uh, that that was just uh, that was a, a low light in uh, in the, the Wilson Reading rivalry series in terms of uh, Bulldogs fandom. 
not a lot of wins to come by in in the series, though. Wilson leads it 24 to 5 and has won the last 10. Have now took basically 10, 10 seasons off since the last meeting, but we are heading into Reading to play at Albright this Friday night, September 16th. Um, new head coach for the Red Knights doing a great job. He was a yes. member of those teams when Wilson Redding was right. at its peak in the early 2000s. He knows. He knows all about it. He played in the, the games in um, 2001, 2002, and 2003, in which Redding won two of those three games. Redding has not won a home game in the series since 1992. So there, there's a lot, a lot going on here, a lot yeah, happening. I'm just trying to think, and this is such a... Uh, uh, statistical anomaly like thing but like think about it he's probably the only coach that Wilson well he's probably the only coach that has a winning record as a player against Wilson you know what I mean like there there just can't be that many and he is one you know so I I don't know for certain if, if he was pulled up as a freshman he would technically be two and two. Right. I don't right. know that he was. I right. don't know how right. how the program operated. I don't know if he was on the varsity roster for the right. 2000 game, which was quite possibly the greatest game they ever oh played gosh. in Berks County, yes. uh, at least ba- back then. So, yeah, I don't know. Coach Troy, um, great, great, I believe, linebacker for the Red Knights uh, on those fabulous teams in the early 2000s. But... Yeah, yeah, that that, that, that was just that's a little cool. side that note, but like, interesting, uh, for sure. That's a uh, man. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's not something that it had even had even occurred to me. So, um, but to kind of get back to the thing, like he he has Reading uh, moving in the right direction. They're, they're two and one so far this year. Um, they lost week one to CD East, uh, who. You know, Wilson isn't unfamiliar with. We haven't played them the last few years, but we faced them a number of times in the last um, decade or so. And, uh, you know, so like CD East, while they've been not as up as they had been a few years ago, is is no slouch of a program. Um, and Reading, you know, was down and and lost the game 31 to 12. I think Lightning called off the the end of that game. Yeah, and it ha- that game um, was pretty close actually for right. for a while. And then in week 2, what they called the, the uh, battle of the border or something like uh the Reading rivalry with Muhlenberg. Yeah. I, it ha- that rivalry has a nickname something regarding uh border and uh Reading won. Um and Muhlenberg had won in week 1. Um so to, to see uh, Redding get that win was good. And then, you know, they were going against Red Lion, uh, who we've said, you know, it's kind of up and down, but has has made districts off and on uh, throughout the last 10 years or so, and honestly, even before that. But Redding won there, you know, or sorry, they won against them. I have no idea if it was home or away. Um, but they, so for them to, win two in a row, won two out of the first three. Um, you know, they're sitting at the same record as Wilson coming into this game. They've got some positive momentum as well. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, we sat here earlier in the show and we talked about how we saw improvement from week one to week two, week two to week three. By all accounts that we're looking at, it looks like Redding seeing a lot of those same things. Yeah. And, you know, we, we heard Cam talk about and Tommy a bit about their athletes, particularly the, their basketball players, or their yeah. are some of their big go to guys, Amir Burdine, um and Ruben Rodriguez. Ruben Rodriguez had a big game on Friday. Yeah, he did. So uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be shocking, interesting. Shocking yeah. kid who's a Division One athlete is right. also, good, also at good at another Imagine sport. that. What a shocker there. <laughs> Um, so the the biggest loss for the Red Knights was Deshaun Wilson, who was their all yes. everything last year. Amazing, amazing player. But you know, I already mentioned uh, Amir Burdine being back, um, Xavier Bietti, uh, Romeo Fuentes, Gabe Lewis, Kareem Martinez, David Philiston, Jose Torres, and I know Coach Troy over there is really hyped about the the youth size and potential in yeah. the linemen, which is right. how you're going to build back a program. Absolutely. So if they Absolutely. can start to win in the trenches. 
they're going to be a force just like when he was a player. So, well, And I hope they can continue to win in the trenches starting uh, two weeks from now. I was going to say, <laughs> starting in week five. Right, yeah. Starting in week five, I hope they really start to put yeah. it together. Um, looking at Redding's schedule after Wilson this coming week, they travel to Millersville to take on Penn Manor on the 23rd. Then on the 30th, they welcome in Cedar Crest, followed by McCaskey and Township, all at home. So uh, three straight home games for the Red Knights. Uh, at the end of September and into early October. Uh, but honestly, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Wilson. And obviously, we'll have a better gauge of the Red Knights after we see them on Friday. But there's no reason that they couldn't be in contention with Penn Manor, Cedar Crest, and, and McCaskey. Right. Like, yeah. That That is definitely a possibility. Um, and man, what, a, what an incredible story it would be for them to have a winning record in the oh. first season um, under Coach Troy and back in the LL I'd be really happy for him because everyone I've talked – everyone we've talked to, we've had people on the show, and they've really talked about – they've everybody's had really great things to say about uh, Coach Troy. And, you know, I, like we said, this is another one of those where I wish them all the luck after this week. <laughs> you know, like right. um, I was happy to see them uh, win against Muhlenberg, and that's nothing against Muhlenberg. I just I, – I'm happy for them – Happy for Coach Troy who stepped in there and, you know, he's got that tie to the program. And we say that. It's not just like, oh, you know, I feel good. No, we remember, like, those games. Like, the, those games stick out to us. Um, and it just – it was incredible. You know, and the kids ask us all the time. They're like, wait, because they know. We're like, yes, those years were insane. The craziest high school game I ever saw – was that 2000 game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it's really cool. I say LL football, but like the, especially the Burke's corner of that LL football is, it's so cool when Redding and Wilson are going, going at it. Uh, we've seen it in basketball where Redding is a state title contender year in, year out, you know? Uh, and Wilson has been able to make runs here and there. It's been awesome. You know, it's mm-hmm. so much fun. And when we were in high school, that also was on the football field. And it was really cool to see. Um, and I, I just think uh, it would – it it's fun. It, it's good for the league. It's good for just competition all around. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it was one heck of a – one heck of a game. I'm trying to see if I can – how quickly I can pull up uh, – highlights from it um because it was uh, fantastic there it is look like it so yeah big big story big rivalry huge uh opportunity excited for it to happen like you said it's for berks county football uh it, it's it's a really great thing to have back the wilson redding rivalry 10 years off everyone's going to be hungry everyone's going to be excited and uh we're going to get to uh to take a look so uh, yeah, um, I don't know. There's not a lot uh, else to be said about uh, Wilson Redding uh, that needs to be said. But if it could get back to the heights of uh, 2000, that would be a, a fantastic, fantastic thing. Um, because it was it was fun to be a part of. And people talk about it all the time. And I, I believe it was voted uh, the best... Well, best Berks, yeah, best I think game so. ever in, right. in Berks County. Right. Well, I think did Draco do a countdown a few years ago where he did like the top ten best games? I I thought he did, um, but I I could be mistaken. But yeah, it there were so many people at that game too. It was insane. It was yeah, it was, it was unlike I and like I said, I had been here a few months and it was just unlike anything I'd ever seen. Um. Well, yeah, because at well, so at this point, you are still a student at Columbia, right? Well, no, this was my first year. This is my junior year. This is your junior year, right? right. So this was my junior year. Okay. So, so yeah, we, you'd only been here for like three months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Two or three months at this yep. point. So still the first marking period. It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it's not. Even, it's so tough to describe what was going on. It's so funny. Everyone has a story about where they were and what was happening. You see that. Like, look, it is packed in the end zone. The stands, 
like those are end zone stands that are packed, you know, and like people are standing on the hill there. Actually, it's probably not stands. It's like the hill there that people are standing on. Wilson was down. Yeah. Relatively big. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, what was it? 19-6 or something Some, like that something at halftime. Like that. Yeah. 18-6. I, I forget. I don't I missed the scoreboard there. Um, but yeah, things weren't looking good no. in the, in the, in the 2000, October 2000. It turned out all right. Yeah. We, we talk about, everyone has a story. Everyone that was at that game. Obviously my story is I was on the sideline. So, <laughs> um, I had a pretty good vantage point for it. Um, but you were there. Yeah. With your dad, right? Yep. Yep. My dad is actually in a building next door watching it from... Oh, really? Yeah. Um, uh, I from, didn't know that. Yeah, our, our neighbors, I believe, worked at the, the building and, okay. and knew the ownership group, nice. and they, he was watching from from above. Uh, didn't have to worry about uh, getting into the capacity crowd right. that was, was in attendance. That, I've, I've never been to a more crowded high school football game. Firestone to Roland. Touchdown. Yeah, that was... <laughs> My gosh, he was he was a beast. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. That was the I remember that when he just grabbed it. These are Division One players that he's you know like right. up well, against here too. You know, Redding had Sam Bryant and yep. Lamar Stewart. Those were the two yeah. big ones going to, to Pitt, uh, and, Pitt Penn and Penn State. State. Um, of course, we had a couple of pretty good. Guys on our yeah. side too. Yeah, um, we had a few Division One guys on this team too. When you think about where everybody ended up, that was amazing. Well, we've talked about this in the past. The heck st- of a throw by a freshman. Yeah, man. the star power in the LL League in the early 2000s. Oh my gosh! And Reading. Oh, oh Wilson, and and one loss can keep you out of districts. Yeah, you know, like because they only took the top four four A schools. Yeah. So. <sighs> So it's 25-22 at this point, and Wilson is trying to drive down the field to score a touchdown to win win the game. Um, and it's coming up right there <laughs> as Kurt, Kurt Riker throws Drew Kendall into Was the end Was making sure he got yeah. into the end zone, yep. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so there's just, a, there's just a few minutes left in the game at this point. Right. Um, but all the way back, all the oh, way back, there it is. Anyway. Winners. Yeah, that was a heck of a game. Yeah. So, uh, unreal, unreal. Um, hey, let's let's get back there. Let's get back to that point with uh, Redding Wilson is uh, as electric as right. it was uh, in uh, in the early two thousands, two thousand to two thousand and three. Um, the two thousand two thousand one games were were very close. The two thousand two game and two thousand three games were not right. Um, the teams still had, very much had great great players on both sides oh i know that guy yeah you know that guy huh um man what what a game that was so yeah awesome awesome good to good to finish this episode with a look back on the wilson redding game from yeah, that was fun. 2000 and uh yeah awesome that is one thing that stands out from uh the 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 two thousands era of Wilson football that I'm so thankful is these highlight videos because oh, yeah. there's not I feel like there's not a lot of places that have things like that and and even Wilson like we only have a, a handful of years of, of those um, Mr Dallas uh, did a fantastic job putting those together and having that because you 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 know we have like the huddle film and the game film for a lot, right, you know, right. a large portion of the games in Wilson's library from right. 75 plus years of football. And while that can capture a lot, it can't capture everything. Well, you don't get that, those sideline views right. and to have it for those, literally all, all of my seasons are caught like that. That's cool. 2000, 2001, 2002 all have those sideline highlights, you know, interviews with, with coaches and even being in there during um, like the the dinners before the game, like we used to have in the cafeteria. Yeah. Like we have, there's, and they're all posted. I posted them all on YouTube. Again, YouTube is a great place to go. <laughs> you know, like, subscribe, hit the notifications, and all that good stuff. But yeah, anything else to say, Justin, about uh, game three against MLK or game four coming up against Reading? No, just kind of what we talked about. Um, Reading has some momentum going. Uh, they're going to be up for the game. You know, it's going to be a. I, I didn't 
really take note of their schedule when you pulled it up, but it may be one of their biggest home games this year. You know, you're always going to get everybody's best shot. Um, you need to go in there and, and continue to improve. We improved each week. We need to improve from week three to week four. Um, and play the way the coaches have you prepared to play and, uh, be ready to bring that intensity. You, you talked about coach Dom's talked about how we stepped up the intensity this past week. Uh, we need to do it again this week because yes. Reading's going to be ready. Yes, for sure. Well, we hope everyone had a, a wonderful weekend, enjoyed the Wilson victory, uh, enjoyed uh, whatever else you were able to do. Um, yeah, we're just, yeah. just thankful and happy and excited and, and ready to roll. So things, uh, things are looking up. A couple, uh, Couple teams coming in on winning streaks, two game winning streaks for Wilson and Reading. So yeah, it's exciting. Should, should be a good one at Albright on Friday, September sixteenth. That's the game this week. Justin and I will be back in one week's time on September eighteenth to recap that game and look forward to the next game on the Bulldog schedule. So that's it for us here on the Bulldog Hour this week. For Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays, and until next time, remember, go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.